What is going on? This is Michael Hacker with the Hacker Outdoors podcast. Today I'm joined with Brian Hacker as Joey is preparing for his big trip down to Lake Murray for his first tournament of the year. Brian and I go down the path of speaking about the Blue Ridge Mountains, how driving to a destination is half the adventure, as well as some other off-the-cuff topics. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, leave us a comment, a like, and without further ado, we'll jump in. Here we go. All right, all right, all right, all right. Brian, man, what's going on? How's it going? <laughs> we are Sanj Joseph, who's out running about, uh, you know, somewhere in the nether regions of Maryland in the dirty, dirty south. Causing trouble, I'm sure, down there. Causing trouble, yeah. They got a bit of snow, too. It looked like he was sending us pictures earlier. Yeah. Um, but he is getting ready to go to the real dirty, dirty south. He's headed to South Carolina to partake in that fishing tournament this weekend, which I was hoping he was going to give us an update, but uh, we'll have to get a recap on Tuesday, hopefully, if he's back by yeah. then. Who knows? Maybe he won't come back. He'll uh, <laughs> he'll be like, go on. Just, go, you go on now. I'll be all right. Disappear into South Carolina. <laughs> Carolina and, drama. Dude, totally. I... Um, I was flipping through YouTube before we were, we were joining here and I, you know, I'm a big mediator podcast and mediator show fan. Right. And he was hunting in Kentucky. So the Rocky mountain elk foundation, I think it's uh, yeah Rocky mountain elk foundation. They resettled something like 1200, 1500 elk into Kentucky. Um, and it, they have this whole elk program and basically, you know, the range of the elk, like we saw when we were going through the, the mountains of the Southern region of here in the U S and it, you know, last bull elk was killed in on this date on this Ridge. And, you know, they have never come back. And uh, the Rocky mountain elk foundation has been, I guess, through some state programs like Pennsylvania, we were talked about a little bit elk Pennsylvania, for example, resettled some elk and have thriving populations in these old growth forests, which is pretty cool because when you think of elk hunting, you think of hunting them out in the Colorado Rockies right above the tree line where you can kind of glass them from, you know, one mountain to another uh, as compared to imagine walking around the woods back here, right? And just hearing these bugling elks go at it. It would be something so cool to see that and hear that, in my opinion. I don't know. I'm into that kind of stuff, though. It would be amazing. You know, I, I must... I have to talk about the Blue Ridge Mountains probably once a week just to just to have a conversation with people and people talking about the woods in the, in the Northeast. And I'm like, you have no idea what the Blue Ridge, Blue Ridge Mountains are. And uh, even the history, people don't realize the history of the Blue Ridge Mountains. It's, it's incredible. It's, it's wild. You know, I love I love that you have to tell people that I so I usually premise I say so, you know, we made it to Florida in 12 hours and they say, what? How'd you do that? It's like, well, we left at the right time. Right. Like most people turn it into a 24 hour, 48 hour drive. But we, you know, we did it in 12 hours. Um, but that ride back, man, I'm so glad we took our sweet time. Oh, yeah. Um, meandered through North Carolina and, you know, into Tennessee and. I was telling a former boss of mine, he grew up in Tennessee and he, he was telling me a story randomly. He was like, you know, oh, we used to, you know, hunt, you know, growing up and they would teach us how to hunt. And my father would say, okay, um, for training, like shoot your rifle and then go run and climb that tree real quick. <laughs> He'd be like, what do you, why would I do that? And it turns like they would go boar hunting and they would shoot one boar and 
the whole herd of boars would come chasing you. So he'd have to go climb a tree so the boars don't gore you to death. Um, but I was telling him how absolutely stunning the Cherokee National Forest was when we were driving through it. I was like, ah, oh, I wish we had time. I would have just stopped and got lost in the forest oh my goodness. fishing. Like I wanted to fly fish there. I still want to fly yeah. fish there. Me too. I don't know how it is, it. but it looked so good. Yeah, it's it looks amazing. I, uh, yeah. I actually think about that a lot. I, I do look up the Cherokee National Forest a lot, uh, just because I'm, you know, curious about it, and uh, I, I do see some, you know, it's, it's a it is a fishing area, um, as is most of the Blue Ridge Mountains. I know there's a lot of, uh, you know, brook trouts and you know naturally breeding trouts down there, um, but uh, it's it's truly amazing, and it's, it's uh, you know, th- think about the settlers that came to America, you know, like the, they were they let's say they they you know, there was two, two entries, one, you know, everyone doesn't know this, but I'm a historian, obviously, but there's two, two main entries in the States at that time. And let's say call, let's, let's call one Charleston, South Carolina, and uh, we'll call one uh, Boston, Massachusetts. So getting from point A to point B, this is, you know, colonial times, you would have to go through the Blue Ridge Mountains. So that's either coming South or going North. And that's what you were seeing. So that, that was like the true first image that, you know europeans and you know we're getting of 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 america and it's just i can only imagine what it looked like yeah, well that was you know. that was the frontier right I mean, yeah that was true at the, the time first, the, the first frontier for sure yeah. it was wildlands and uh you know the uh, you know the native american populations in there you know there was there's uh different groups that uh you know fought to to keep it and it's it's just an amazing amazing history and you know, it's a treasure for America, and I hope, I hope uh, they, they, you know, they keep it that way. You know, the, the, the pride that comes with the Cherokee name on Cherokee National Forest, oh, it's bar none. Yeah, no, I agree with you, man. I, I get flabbergasted thinking of that drive, um, and it was cold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, meandering through those mountains and, and just – stopping like constantly wanting to stop and just get out of the car and be like can we stay for a little while <laughs> like how do we do this you know do we have to go back to work like this is yeah <sighs> we, we ended up we, we did stay we stayed in nashville remember we were like all right nashville, let's, just, yeah. let's just let's just stay for a bit and, you know well it was kind Isn't of like the, the beginning of the yeah the ride right but like, yeah. the road from the coast so if you take 95 up from Florida and then, you know, kind of cut across and go up towards Asheville, that road was unbelievably steep. Like, yes. I don't know how truckers were doing that. Like, you've, no. I was, I wish we had a GoPro strapped to the the, oh, yeah. the car to show exactly what that ride was like, because that was pretty freaking cool. Yeah. And then pulling in Asheville. I mean, those pancakes were amazing the next oh. morning. And grits and biscuits and gravy. Oh, so good. All right. So some of the best food too, that that trip, that drive. And th- this this goes hand in hand with with what this hacker outdoors is all about. We just went for a drive. You know, we, we couldn't fly because there was a lot of grounded flights at the time. And uh so we were like, you know, we already told our grandfather we were coming down, so we, we drove it. And uh you know, even on the way down, we, you know, we took the we just took ninety five down, but we stopped in in for breakfast in South Carolina, we, you know, it was just, it was incredible. We got to see all of the East coast of the United States in one run. And everything I've, that you'd want to see on the East coast yeah. too. It's not like, 
we've done DC. We didn't need to see yeah. it. I mean, granted, we drove yeah. through it. Um, we did. Yeah. You know, we saw Virginia in the middle of the mm -hmm. night, which I, you know, I've been to Virginia. I don't think I need to see it again, at least the sections that I have. Um, but we we saw the South Man, and that was pretty freaking cool. I mean, I, I definitely want to go back and experience a little oh, bit yeah. more of Georgia and South Carolina and mm -hmm. even North Carolina. I mean, you've done the Outer Banks, and I haven't oh. done that yet. Um, Ophicoke, go, go see where Blackbeard was hung. Oh, so cool. So much history. <sighs> Did you remember now? We actually drove the other way within weeks. I think it was a, two weeks after we got back. We ended up driving to Maine for some reason. Was it two weeks? No, I'm sorry. It was, it was a couple months after. That was winter. I think that's summer. We did we, in we one drove year. To, the entire Florida to Maine. Yeah. We did Florida to Maine. Yeah. We did a fishing trip to Maine. That was so awesome. Funny. We did every state on the Eastern Seaboard in under, I think it was like six months. Yeah which was super cool. Maybe it may have been a little bit longer than that, but yeah, yeah, that was, that was a super epic year for, for seeing places. I think that was really cool. I mean, we, I don't even remember what the total was of number of States, but it, you know, the way that we had taken, we got off the road. We were like, well, we're close enough to this state. We might as well just get off here and, and try and hit one more while we're out here. Um, Kentucky. We, we went through Kentucky yeah. because we wanted to hit Kentucky yeah well th there you go i i still i think kentucky and tennessee i i'd like to to see a little bit more of that yeah not um, nashville everything else <laughs> well don't get me wrong i kind of want to see nashville but i, I want to see everything else more mm. maybe stop nashville for food because i yeah. bet you they've got some good food places point yeah oh that barbecue place in georgia though it's on the road it was on 95 <laughs> it was like a little a little hut yeah. thank god for we're, the internet man we would have yeah, never known that you were driving and i looked it up i was like it's five stars and it shows on 95 and it was like you know i forgot how many reviews but it was thousands and it was a five-star rest stop a hundred percent oh totally i was the i'm gonna put it out there the best barbecue i think i've ever had and that's saying a lot um because i've had a lot of barbecue and every yeah. time I eat barbecue, I'm like, this is the best barbecue I ever had just because yeah, I like barbecue. But I think that was the best barbecue I've ever had. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. That was unbelievable, man. And and when Roseanne and uh, our sister and our her family drove down to Florida uh, last year, the year before, we were like, you need to stop here and get barbecue on your way down or on the way back. Like, we don't care what time it is. Like, make sure you stop. get there. You have to stop. And I. I don't think they did. They did. And Jimmy did called they? us. Oh, did they? Yes, they did. But only, I think it was only Jimmy and Kenny, I think, ate there. And then yes. there, was like a Roy, there was like a Roy Rogers or something right next door. So they could, you know, they could, or a Bojangles, whatever it was. So yeah. the rest of them got that. But Jimmy and Kenny got it and they said it was the most, most delicious barbecue they're at. No, you're right. Because I think no. the Ryan was the one who said he didn't have it because he didn't like it. And I said, yeah. Now that you're a little bit older, I'm going to bust his chops and say, don't you wish you had barbecue instead of a cheeseburger or whatever it is you ate from, you know, fast food restaurant. Shoulda, coulda, woulda, my buddy. Always. Uh, damn. So that's, uh, yeah, travel. I, you know, I have a propensity of wanting to travel by car and I don't know what it is. What it is. I think it's a little bit of manifest destiny that, you know, if you can even say that word these days of trying to get 
to someplace far flung from here by car. It's something, something magical, something almost, um, I would say it pulls on your soul, right? Yeah. Um, and sure, you can fly to places, but if you can drive there and see the sights, that's half of the adventure and that's half of the fun. And I know yeah. some people don't do well in cars, but like if you do fine in cars, drive, like make a, make a trip out of it. Because even if you get to have to cut down on the amount of time that you're spending at the end location, mm-hmm. you're going to find some cool things along the way that end. It's going to change your mind on things. Like I remember thinking to myself, you know, from New Jersey, you, know, you have this kind of ego, right? Before we drove cross country, it was like no place else in this country could even touch New Jersey, right? Like we have everything you could possibly imagine within a couple miles of here. And you go to these places and you find the most kind people literally everywhere I've been. You, you meet nicer and nicer people and amazing food and amazing hospitality. And every state has hidden gems. And you've experienced it. I mean, you. Oh my goodness. Drive into Maine for freaking uh, lobster rolls. I mean, you. <laughs> <laughs> and turn it around and coming back coming right back yeah we yeah, uh man. yeah you know I, I i i've had a lot of people reach out for recommendations for a post-covid world adventure so you know let's say you know the next year when things kind of turn around wh- where are they going next and i i actually gave a recommendation for this this one couple i said you know you, you guys should fly into to bozeman montana because you know they're they're outdoorsy adventurous type and i was like just rent a jeep and go for it i was like drive through wyoming maybe maybe drive down to idaho and just look at it all you know and and uh go, go through uh you know yellowstone national park do, do everything that you can out there go up to glacier because like you said yeah it's a big amount of space and you're losing a lot of time on the drive but there's so much to see you know you're on the drive you're gonna be stopping it get out of the car to see the buffalo and or when you see an elk on the side of the road because you want to hear him bugle and you're you know you're, you know one of the national treasures of you know being the the national park systems um there's nothing comparable and you know like you said half the venture is driving too i mean there's a really cool town right at the west entrance of uh, yellowstone too by the way which yeah, don't give like away said, don't give away all your secrets no, don't give away but the, like finding that little dusty cowboy bar in the middle of nowhere montana and getting a burger and blowing your mind like that that's the fun stuff you yeah. know so. well it's it's almost like i liken it to you know when you would do backpacking camping where we talked a little bit about oh, yeah. neil last week like you are so exhausted you have seen so many amazing things but like when you sit down and you eat food and you're out there it is the best food you've ever eaten Mm-hmm. Because you're starving and because of everything, your surroundings, right? Um, and it doesn't matter what it is. So if you're in a car and you're comfortably just tarting along and you're eating your, you know, Slim Jims or whatever it is you're eating in the car and you, you stop off at this local bar and, and you order, you know, maybe in Owls, New Mexico and you get a green chili cheeseburger. It's like, you know, probably the greasiest burger you've ever had in your life, but it hits your soul so deeply. Like that place in, in, you know, that park outside the park there that you went to, like it hits your soul differently than if you just didn't go on the journey and you just went there and you're just like, well, that's just another, just another burger. I don't really care for it, but you've now tied a, an experience with that food, which has changed everything for you. 
and changed everything for the experience. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, I love that. That's 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 why we travel, man. I, that's it. I absolutely adore it. <clears throat> Me too. Well, um, you know, I took uh, the nephew snowboarding last week. Uh, we went to some hills and did not go so well. I'll, I'll say that um, the snow was just too damn deep, man. Yeah, sticky. Um, yeah, and it's wet snow. Yeah, I should have brought a snovel, a shovel. Sorry, and. I didn't, um, I was using my snowboard and, you know, you're trekking along and the snow's up to your knees and you're, it's hard walking <laughs> up and down hills and you're using your snowboard to try and pat it down and beating it down and running over it. And I mean, it, you fell and you had to take your snowboard off to get back up because you were falling into powder so deep mm -hmm. and the hills aren't deep enough. I mean, if it, you were on a no. mountain, it probably would have been so much fun, but yeah. um, I spent some time just watching him to get his stoke on, man. He got some air and, um, at one point and he just he like lands into the pillow of snow just like this and he's just like this is awesome and you're like this best is why we do what we do man <laughs> yeah this best day ever um but you know i took my board off and i just was you know picking him up and kind of making sure he had a good time and you know that meant all the world to me that just watching someone get the stoke on his new travis rice board and yeah, we can segue from there into uh, a little more Travis Rice, I guess. Yeah, T. Rice. Now, there are two things. One uh, video on YouTube that uh, that I sent you that you know we were actually talking about. I watched on my own, and then you, you told me to watch, too. Um, it was phenomenal. It's free YouTube watch. Everyone should watch it. Um, I actually forget the name of it, Mike, if you can pull it up. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, tra Travis Rice, uh, the video is great. Um, you know, all, all his films are fantastic so anything he produces it turns out great but uh he did something interesting this year with with you know everything going on in the world and you know people kind of you know the the contest formats being questioned regularly now for everything when it comes to extreme sports he changed it um i'm sure the you know avid snowboarder listeners that that are on this will know it but uh he did uh it's called the natural selection tour and uh basically i think they ran it in jackson i'm pretty sure um I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. It was Jackson, Wyoming. And um, basically they chose uh, a big uh, backcountry line and they set up cameras all over it and, you know, and they ran a contest and basically every, you know, big snowboarder that was able to, was able, you know, to go and, and compete and they would get, you know, two runs and run against one, one guy against the other. And the format I thought was great. It was men's and women's and, you know, it, it, for me, it was exciting because it's, the kind of snowboarding I want to do or the kind of snowboarding I want to see. So like I, I would pay money to go to Jackson to ride that backcountry line and, you know, to, to somebody to drive a snowmobile up there to take me out to do that line. And, you know, I might not be hitting the giant airs, but I'd be flying down that and doing giant monster carves. Like you saw uh, the eventual winner, uh, Mark McMorris, his last run, some of his carves on that run. I, I thought he fell on one of them and he, he just completely parallel to the ground and, completely uh like leaned out it was incredible and uh yeah i highly suggest uh all our listeners check it out uh you know that you can watch replays now um yeah and and to to circle back for a second you were you were talking about his film on on uh the youtubes it's called resetter resetter um, yes surprisingly only has five hundred and forty-two thousand views now i know that's a lot but it is a great movie and if you don't mm -hmm. know travis rice's snowboarding movies i mean they're all fantastic travis rice is is a legend and 
you should watch it. It's it's great. And I I had to rewind a few spots. And I was just like, oh, like that's Jackson. But it, it set me down this path of watching snowboarding videos. Um, like I think growing up, we've all watched here in America snowboarding videos out in Jackson, out in you know Vale, out in Colorado, then Alaska, and then, Alaska. You know. The, didn't really care to watch stuff here on the East Coast because nothing was really interesting enough. But I went down the dark path after Resetter of looking up, watching people snowboarding in the in the Alps. And that is a whole nother freaking experience, man. Like, I, I would have, I don't know, like, I, I consider myself a snowboarder. I know you consider yourself a snowboarder, like, or an avid outdoorsman, but like, I like snowboarding. I just never thought, like, I'd go to Europe for that. Like, I think, okay, let's go to Europe. We'll do a little like culture wine and dine like type situation, go see the history sites. Like, cause you and I are history buffs, you know, like chase things down like that. But like these mountains in the Alps and these runs, I was watching this guy who's in France and he was doing this tunnel run and I'll send you the link and I'll uh, link to it in here. And it's a tunnel run. So you're going through this tunnel that, bores through the center of a mountain and it's super narrow and super icy and you get to the end of it and there's just this vertical drop and i was just watching this guy do this i'm just like thinking to myself I'm like how much land it takes to be able to do something like that like no the west is vast don't get me wrong but this is like maybe the back bowls and things like that yeah that's a little bit different but like this is a actual manicured ski resort like like somehow out there in the middle of nowhere you know in the middle of the mountains these guys have these snow cats grooming the mountain and it's like number one what a cool job that would be right like you spend days and days up into the mountains grooming this stuff but um yeah i gotta i, I think i sent you that one video did i or send it to joe yeah no you sent it to me it was, it was incredible i actually i was thinking to myself in the tunnel like how, how do they manicure the snow in the tunnel I don't know. It, it's like, you can't run a cat in there, but it, it, oh, that was incredible. And, and when he, when he came out of the tunnel, I'm not going to run for anybody, but you know, and looks left to, to go down that they're on. Like I, I thought to myself, I was like, that's one of the steeper runs I've seen in a, in a, you know, cause let's face it, GoPros make everything look smaller. I mean, you see waves of mine that I know are overhead and they look like they're waist high. And same thing goes for, you know, skiing snowboard videos and same deal. Like I was doing, you know, tree runs and it was super steep and you look at the video and it looks like it's you know not looks like a backyard hill but this this one you could tell was steep in the, in the gopro video so that means it was steep and uh yeah it was it was pretty incredible i'm trying to i'm trying to find it in my history so of course i have a couple of different youtube channels right so um <laughs> i the first thing that pops up someone sent me something from mel brooks it's good to be the king from uh, the history of the world mm, uh, yeah hysterical. <laughs> but but here here we go uh snowboarding the infamous tunnel run alp de hue uh 4k malcolm moore 3.1 million views posted 10 months ago like there's a reason for that that it's a great video i yeah. absolutely love it um and that's followed by a video i just watched today that has two million views a 3800 yard shot by the hcr team these guys took a 3800 yard shot with a gun wow. like that is unbelievable i was talking to alex today about that because he just got a, a new hunting rifle and we were chatting about it a little bit and 
He's like, you kind of watch this video. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So he sends it to me. I'm like, wow. Like, like here I am. Like, I think when I go to the range, like I'm going to shoot 50 yards, right? Like a hundred yards. Like, this is fun. Where do you even have 3,800 yards to shoot? I, I don't know. This got to be out West, but yeah. Um, has to be. Uh, yeah, man. So kind of quick and easy day here. Um, a lot yeah. of different topics. Uh, you know, always good catching up with you and hopefully everyone kind of enjoys the jumping around from topic to topic. Um, you know, the goal is like we keep saying to have more people on. We have been actively reaching out. If you would like to be on the show and you are an avid outdoorsman or woman, by all means, please reach out to us. Uh, you can reach us through the anchor link in the description. Uh, you can reach us on social media or, uh, you know, hit us up on our own social medias. That's always welcome as well. Um, but we will continue to talk about things. I don't think we ever run out of things to talk about outdoors. As you see, we're, we're avid outdoorsmen ourselves and kind of runs the gamut. Um, Brian, of course, will probably try and tell you a few more stories about out west, which I would love to hear about because I never get tired about hearing about catching cutthroats. Um, you bastard. <laughs> Fun story, too. Another day. Another day. Um, but it is almost trout season here on the East Coast. Uh, the lakes are completely frozen over. I did find, I found a, uh, a nice ice fishing rod set up for $49 on the Amazons. Um, mm. And then some jigs that you have for that for another, uh, I think it was $30. And everything was included. So basically all in $70. The kicker was in order to get a auger, right? So either one that connects to your drill or a hand auger, they started like $200. Yeah. You know who has one? Our, our cousin, uh, Dylan. Of course he would. For, for, is it in Maine? Or, I don't know if he has it at the Maine house or if, uh, at the cabin or if uh, it's at the house in Massachusetts. But uh, yeah, it might be, you know. Maybe really, not, because I, I think this winter is going to end rapidly. Um, I, you know, maybe, maybe just a, even a setup for next year, you know, it's, it's a thought. I, I do definitely want to try it. Um, you know, even if I have to go stay up in Lake George and, and get it done, um, the guys want to go camping in May and they're like, Oh, it's going to be warm enough. I'm like, no, no, you, no, you guys are getting hammered up there with snow. Like maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe it'll be comfortable, but like, you know, it like, might be like, the time we went in november and they're like oh it's gonna be nice and warm and puffy no it was below zero the entire time and rained and snowed the entire time well the worst part up there is is you know we do the camping on the on the islands on the lake and we were up there a few months ago and it beautiful during the day and then it dropped down like as soon as the sun hit the horizon it was i want to say it was like 20 degrees it was and the wind started whipping up and you're on an island and you're like "Mm." and the guys are like oh no, and everyone's like, oh, I'm freezing cold. This is terrible. I'm like, don't you have emergency blankets? Like, I wrapped myself in emergency blankets. I was good to go. I was sweating. Mm-hmm. And I had my CPAP machine going. It was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> my big old battery pack. Um, but, man, uh, absolute pleasure. We'll catch up uh, hopefully Tuesday when Joe gets back, uh, hear about the tournament a little bit. Um, I did ask him to film a little bit. If he does, we'll try and get that up on the channel as quickly as possible. Um, as he sends it in Um, and everyone I hope you have a great weekend Brian I hope you have a great weekend and if I get my ice fishing equipment would you like to go ice fishing yeah it'd be awesome I'm holding you to it it's recorded ladies and gentlemen you heard that right (laughs)
<laughs> All right. Uh, once again, thanks, everyone. Let's go, Rangers, and uh, have a great weekend. Adios. Adios. All right. So that was the Hacker Outdoors podcast with Michael Hacker, Brian Hacker, and, of course, Joey McCormick. If you like what you heard, please give us a rating on whatever platform you're listening to or watching this on. Please check the show notes for some links about the topics we discussed today. And as always, we thank you for listening.